0: Welcome to Conversations with Myself, featuring me, myself, and I, sometimes a guest. Aloha, welcome, welcome, bienvenidos, bienvenue, bienvenuto, dobre den. Hey, however you say welcome in your language, welcome to my podcast. Now, I am coming to you, I would love to say live, but right now in this moment, I am coming to you live. It is Friday night, or Friday afternoon, 3 o'clock Honolulu time. I'm here on the island of Maui, chilling, y'all. This has been a fantastic fantastic trip. Those of you that have been following me know that, um, excuse me, this week I've been in beautiful Maui um, in Wailea. Wailea, uh, y- y- is how you say it, um, at, at the Wailea y- Beach Resort, um, courtesy of T-Mobile. Uh, they sent me here um, for the Peak Achievement Award, as I told you all about before. Nettie, I got to give you a big shout out. Um, this, ap- this episode is actually for you. Um, and no disrespect to your man. Big props to you, brother. I appreciate your service from one vet to another. But this episode is actually about you, Nettie, to be honest with you. And I say that because this episode, this week's episode rather is titled The Power of One. And I'm gonna set this whole thing up on why it's called The Power of One here in just a bit. But um, just to kind of set this whole thing up again, I am here y'all because Nettie nominated me for the Peak Achievement Award um, at T-Mobile. It's like the pinnacle of awards. At T-Mobile, and you have to be nominated for this, right? It's not performance-based or anything like that. So it, it, and I mean this in the most humblest of ways, but it really speaks to the character of the person that's being nominated. Excuse me. Because you have to be nominated for this. And so the words of someone else um, is what got me here. And that's what we're going to talk about this week. Um, Nettie, you inspired me. To for, for this episode. You helped me come up with the content of this episode because of what one person did. So now that you know, you know that this episode is about you, um, I want to stop for just a moment and say thank you. Thank you so much for, for nominating me and having those kind words to say about me uh, because those kind words are what got me here. <clears throat> Excuse me. So Here we go. This episode, it's called The Power of One. Listen, y'all, I want you to think about for a moment, right? Think about um, how significant and insignificant at the same time one person is. Right? Like some of you might say, excuse me, I got something in my throat today, y'all, so I apologize in advance. But some of you might say, I'm only one person. You know, one person can't make a difference. But the reality of it is, One person can make all the difference in the world, and it can go either way, right? It can go positive. One one person can make a positive difference in the world, or it can go negative. One person can have a huge impact on hundreds, thousands, maybe even millions of lives, right? And so in a sense, what's weird about it is sometimes the intentions can start out good, right? Sometimes one person could, could try to make a change and make a difference in the world. Excuse me. And it can go completely south. So the case in point I'm going to use in this is I I don't know if, if, you know, I think everybody at one point or another has heard the term, you know, they're drinking the Kool-Aid, right? And I think that's become just a, just a, a common statement. And <clears throat> excuse me the thing about it is I want you all to think about that term, right? Think about if you've used it before and then we're done with this episode, I want you to I want you to challenge yourself and say, "Hey, would I still use that term now knowing where it came from?" So, for those of you that don't know, there was a gentleman by the name of Jim Jones. Okay? And <clears throat> excuse me, Jim Jones um was a pastor and a minister and the leader of the the People's Temple Church. Okay? And it is now called People's Temple Cult, <clears throat> excuse me, because it turned into a cult. So, the 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 story goes that um, back when um, he was a, he was like a political activist preacher, and you know what some people call the faith healer, uh, between. Um, it was like it was in the 70s when this happened as a matter of fact when it when it happened it was in 1978 this is that this incident happened but here's what i'm going on with it so excuse me when jim jones started his theory was hey i want to create a place for the people i want to create a place that's free from oppression from the government and free of racism free of violence now this was his intent right Uh, initially now i'm not i'm not talking good about the guy but I'm just saying initially this was his intent this is this was a facade that was put out I guess maybe you could say <clears throat> excuse me that, that was a facade is that he was creating this place so he got all these followers and he hid he, I don't want to say hid but he used religion as the driving force behind this right so he got a lot of people to join him and he bought a plot a plot of land in Guyana And he got a lot of people to follow him. Now, initially, it was like a utopia, right? Initially, they grew all their food there on the land. They had a kitchen. They had, excuse me, homes or barracks or whatever you want to call them where people lived. And it was a paradise, right? People had, everybody had a duty. Everybody had a job. So there were farmers. There um, There were people that would prepare the food. There were... Um, you know, people that go out and would work with wood and build things. <clears throat> excuse me. So it was it was somewhat of a utopia for these people, somewhat of their own, um, <clears throat> excuse me, their own city, their own land. So you might think, OK, hey, well, that, that sounds good. Like That sounds cool. Like, why would we not? I mean, back then in the in the mid to late 70s, there was a lot of oppression from local police forces, from the government, and there was a lot of racism and there still is a lot of racism today. So. I don't, want to, <clears throat> I don't want to not acknowledge that. I think we all need to acknowledge that and acknowledge that racism is real. Systematic racism is real, and it is happening to our brothers and sisters at an alarming rate. Now, when I say bl- uh, brothers and sisters, those of you who don't know, I'm a white male. I've got some, some, some uh, Native American in me <clears throat> through blood, and then I have some, some adopted Native American in me. But, but the, the point of it is is my appearance outward— is I am a white male, right? And so I don't understand racism in, in to, to I don't want to say to the extremes, but I don't understand racism to the extent that an Afri- African-American male might understand racism, especially an Afri- African-American male living in the South, right? And and people might say, oh, well, the slaves are freed hundreds of years ago or a or hundred years ago, whatever it is, right? Um, surely... That, that, you know, the civil rights movement was recent in the 1950s and 60s. So surely racism still doesn't exist, but I assure you it does. And <clears throat> I'm going to say this. If you are a white male, I don't believe you have the right to say in any capacity that racism does not exist because chances are you're the oppressor. I'm just going to be real with you. Chances are you're the oppressor. If you are a white male and you say racism doesn't exist, that's because you have not experienced it. So you have no ground to stand on to say that it does not exist, okay? Those of you who who know me would know this fact. Those of you who don't allow me to share, I was the only, I don't wanna say the only white child, right? Because my mom was white, my stepdad was black and I lived with my, my stepdad from the time I was 15 months old up until the day he died right? That was my dad. My biological father is in, is in Indiana somewhere. <clears throat> Last I heard he was incarcerated. But the, the point of this is, is that my dad, my Donald Samuel Mayo was my dad. He raised me African-American man. So I grew up in a mixed culture family, a blended family. And when I say I was the only white kid in the family, what I mean is I was the only white looking kid in my family. I had, I had white skin. I'm, I'm fair complexion. Uh, my brothers and sisters were mixed. But the point of that is, is even then, I cannot say I understand racism to the extent that an African-American does, because I have not lived in those shoes. So going back to the story and what I was saying, um, there were the the majority of the members of the the Jonestown or the the People's Temple were African-Americans. And Jim Jones used that to his advantage, (coughs) excuse me, to convince people to go to Jonestown with him right and go and be a part of the <clears throat> excuse me the the people's temple i apologize y'all i really got something in my throat and i know y'all are sick of hearing me clear my throat so i'm, I'm sorry um in advance i'd love to go back and, and edit this out but i'm very passionate about this episode so i'm not going to take the time to do so so i apologize again for all the the throat clearing <coughs> excuse me so anyways so here's where the term drink the kool-aid comes from in 1978, the people's temple, Jim Jones, had had he, he turned all right. There were stories of, of drug use and cocaine addiction and um, sexual assault and sexual abuse to the <clears throat> to the females and the the younger females that that were a part of of this compound as, as they called it, and a lot of things started happening that people were not okay with, and this is what happens. Right. When one person has too much power or one person um, flips the script, this is the power of one. So story has it that an American senator came out or American congressman. I don't remember um, exactly which, but excuse me. The story says that um, American ambassador basically came out and one of the people of Jonestown slipped him a note and said, we need your help. Basically, It it was a note that said they needed to escape. Because of all the the terrible things that were happening in Jonestown, so Jim Jones caught word of this, so he sent some of his people to go and assassinate the American ambassador and try to you know shoot the plane down um, with the people who were <clears throat> who were trying to escape and the message that he was putting out and there's an audio recording of this so if you all want more information i or want to know how it went down, I would go and listen to this this uh audio audio recording because the last the last days are jim jones preaching to the people and when i say last days i mean the last days of these people's lives jim jones was pre was preaching to these people and telling them that he received a revelation from god and that people were coming to get them and to take them away and the best thing for them to do they were promised a life In paradise, and this is all paraphrasing, by the way. If you want to know more more information, do the research. Let's just be paraphrasing the story. So he said that in order to live in paradise, the time had came for them to travel to paradise. So this is where the Kool Aid comes in. By the way, that it was a it was a congressman. Um, I just it just kind of came to me. It was a congressman. His name was Leo Bryan. Um, he was the one who who was investigating the the people's temple. <clears throat> so anyway, so Jim Jones made this statement to the people that God has spoken and it was time for them to go to the promised land. And so he mixed. <laughs> I don't I don't mean to laugh, but this is a, this is a terrible story, um, and this is why using the term "drink the Kool Aid" is not an appropriate term to use. It's very insensitive to the survivors because he mixed um, He mixed Kool-Aid with poison um, and had everyone drinking the poison. Had people bringing up, and I'm sorry this is graphic, this next part, but he had people bringing up their babies and their children and giving them syringes full of this Kool-Aid mixture. And they were doing this they were drinking the kool-aid behind the notion that they were going to paradise and they were going to die and go live in paradise that's how much these people believed in jim jones and at the end of the day y'all at the end of the day 918 people died in jonestown 918 people right he called it a revolutionary suicide. <clears throat> and the crazy part is Jim Jones did not drink the Kool-Aid. Right? The the guy who who had this notion that this is what everybody should do, Jim Jones was too much of a coward to drink the Kool-Aid. So these people drank the Kool-Aid because the notion was again that they were going to paradise. So when you say the term, "Oh, I'm drinking the Kool-Aid," I want I really want you to consider <clears throat> what your consider what what you're saying because that's where the story comes from these people drank the kool-aid following jim jones blindlessly and ended up being their 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 death in the end so i really want you to consider excuse me when you say drink the kool-aid i'm drinking the kool-aid i really want you to consider how insensitive that statement can be um for for those who lost their lives uh, back in 1978 those 918 individuals so think through that but here's the point of the message and here how's, here's how it all is it is all tying together the power of one person one person had the influence on 918 lives one person had the influence on 918 lives and i said that twice because i really want that to sink in because the power of one can go different ways and this way the power of one ended very tragically for 918 people, because they followed one person and the influence and the persuasion and the charisma of one person, and that was the demise. But then the question might be, <clears throat> excuse me, well, Jamie, how does how does how do we flip it then, right? What What is the power of one? What's the positive message in this? I don't wanna to listen to your podcast. If you're just gonna talk about this bad stuff, hey, and I don't blame you, because I wouldn't listen to a podcast either. Although I do like documentaries, I must say, I like serial killers. I don't know why. Well, no, I know why. It's because, like, I like to get into their their minds, right? Like, like for example, Jeffrey Dahmer. Like, he was a crazy individual. But do you know y'all know why he killed? He killed because of separation anxiety, and that's why he kept body parts in jars and in the freezer and all that other stuff because he didn't want to be left. He didn't want to be alone. Crazy, right? So. That's why I get in the serial killer documentaries. But anyway, going back. So where's the flip it? Okay, cool. Here's the flip it. Y'all, I'm here in Maui, as I told you. And yesterday, right before mom and I went to go eat dinner, we were standing on this grassy hill overlooking the ocean. It is beautiful here, by the way. Just beautiful. And the wind's blowing, and I'm looking out over the water. And I'm like, you know what? Babe, we're in Maui. And I'm here because of one person. I'm gonna dissect all this in a little bit, but I'm here because of one person. Y'all, for the peak nomination, like I told you, it's nomination-based, I got one nomination, one nomination. And that was from Nettie. And so I was standing there with Jordan yesterday and I'm like, babe, this, this is insane. And I'm here because of one person. And then I started thinking through this concept of the power of one. I am only here because of that one person. That one person spoke kindness into the world while she used her fingers and typed it on the nomination form, but same difference, right? She spoke kindness into the world about me. That one person had an impact on Jordan and I's life. Y'all, we've been wanting to come to Hawaii for a honeymoon, like since we got married, but obviously with kids. And COVID and tires and, and life, right? It just didn't come out in the cards. And now because of Nettie and her nomination, I'm here now. Jordan and I get this amazing experience. Y'all, they they are holding nothing back. Like <clears throat> we walk into the reception area and this lady's got a, a little, like what looks like a little glass shooter, um, maybe for like a triple and she's like, guava juice. And I was like, oh, wait, what's in it? And she's like, oh, nothing. That, that other stuff is coming later. We're like, oh, OK, cool. And then a guy walks around with a tray, Mai Tai. Another guy walks around, would you like a, care for a drink? It's pineapple juice and vodka. And I'm just like, wow, like just all this stuff, just free. I have a room with the with a balcony overlooking the ocean. I can watch the sunset. It's amazing. There's like five different pools here. We went to a luau the other night. Food's just everywhere. Drinks are free. There's entertainment. They had these these guys this this family I guess you could say, telling the story of Polynesian culture and how their ancestors rode on canoes and rode north and got here. Um, or sailed north and got here to the Hawaiian Islands. And they're telling these stories through song and dance of their people, ancient traditions. We get to experience all that courtesy of T-Mobile. But let me make it more simple, courtesy of one person. That's the power of one, right? One person spoke kindness into the universe. And Jordan and I are having an amazing experience. And then I look through, I start thinking through when we were there, Cause mama had made a statement and she's like, yeah, baby, this is amazing. This is great. Hey, you are doing amazing things at at work, baby. I'm so proud of you and your work ethic. And it was really humbling to hear these things, but at the same time, it made me feel good in my heart because I, I thrive off that admiration. It makes me feel good. Yes. I've done a lot of work to, to learn how to, um, give myself that praise and, you know, tell myself what I'm worth. But she does an amazing job at supporting me. So she got me thinking, or she reminded me rather of the work that I put in to get here, to build my brand at work and build my image and create that positive exposure. And then I started thinking again about the power of one. These words that Jordan speaks to me, builds me up and make me want to keep going. It validates me, makes me feel good on the inside. So again, she's speaking kindness into the world and she's building me up and supporting me. And it makes me want to do well at work. Right. And so I want you all to think through that. Like, honestly, think through how powerful one person can be. Y'all, Nettie sent me to flippin' Maui. If y'all are on my social media, if y'all follow me on Facebook, you're going to see some pictures if you want to go, go to Jordan's page, it's Jordan Ware, J-O-U-R-D-A-N-W-E-A-R-E. If you want to go find her page, you'll see some of the pictures um, from Maui. And it, it is just amazing, you guys. The, the people are so kind and so nice. And it's just... It is, it is an amazing experience that I'm having right now. Because one person decided to speak kindness into the universe and that can happen to you as well but here's here's the here's the kicker if you go out and you seek out your rewards meaning you go out you say well jamie said the the power of one I need to go do nice things and then you expect a word a reward in return it is not ever going to come Because you're looking for the reward. It's not the way that it works. You do nice things for people because, dang it, it's the right thing to do. You speak nice things into the universe about someone. You speak peaceful things, things of love and and compassion and caring. You do that because it's the right thing to do. Don't look for the reward. Do it because it's the right thing to do. But I will tell you, it does come back. I've said it before, I'm 41 years old, right? And I've been on the grind since I was like 16, 17. It's about 17 is where I really started working for my own money, right? Like for things that I needed, like, you know, a cell phone bill or whatever. I was about 17 when I started. But the point of it is, I, I've been through it, man. I've been through, I, y'all who follow podcasts know, so I'm not going to go through it again. I've been through it. But now life is getting better for me. Because I'm just focusing on doing the right thing. That's it. The power of one is so amazing because one person can influence and persuade 918 people to take their lives. But one person can also speak kindness into the universe and send someone to a tropical paradise. It's amazing. It just blows my mind how one person can have so much of an impact. So I encourage you all each and every day to be that one person. Be that one person that makes a difference in the world because you have the power to change the world. And people say, no, I don't, I'm just one person. That's because you're not giving it enough effort and you're not trying. You do have the power to change the world. And it may not be on a global scale, but you can change one person's world. Because Nettie changed my world. Y'all, we went out to this cove on a sailboat, a catamaran sailboat. We went out to this cove, and as the island is starting to get larger and larger because we're getting closer and closer to it, I started thinking to myself, man, this is something out of the movies. Just beautiful ocean water. I can see the bottom of the ocean, which was slightly terrifying too, but I can see the bottom of the ocean. We had snorkel gear. We were going to go snorkel throughout this reef, and look at all this beautiful species of fish. And marine life. And I was thinking to myself, man, this is what's in movies. How did I get so lucky to be here? This is amazing. And I wake up in the morning, open these drapes, and I'm like, oh my gosh, it's paradise. Because one person, one person spoke kindness into the world. And y'all, yeah, I'm, <clears throat> I'm sorry. I'm trying not to get too choked up. But. I'm here in Maui. This is this is the kind of stuff that uh, that dreams are made of. And it's the power of one person, y'all. Words matter. Words can change someone's world. Because Nettie's words changed my world. Tell you another world that changed another word that changed my life was yes. And then a statement. I do change my life because when you meet the right person and they speak those words into the universe, it changes your world. Y'all the world can change if you want it to, you have to look for those positive things to experience the positive things. And like I told you, there's a quote that someone said much smarter than I, that said, be the change you want to see in the world. If you're tired of things being negative, then be positive. If you're tired of hearing a lot of negative things in the world, speak positive things into the world. Be the change that you want to see. And don't complain about the things that you don't like. Be the change that you want to see in the world. Because you can change the world. One person can make all the difference. So, with that being said, hey, y'all, I really appreciate you guys um, listening in. Um, it's really been... This has been impactful um, to me to be able to do to be able to do this podcast and and have you all follow me and have you all, um, you know, hold me accountable when I don't have um, a new episode up. Um, I made my commitment that I was going to drop this episode. um, And this is an amazing experience to be able to drop the episode in Wailea, Maui. Um, This has been just beautiful and it again i can't say it enough i hate to be redundant but it's because of one person Nettie. i appreciate you more than words can explain you really have given my wife and i an opportunity to reconnect not that we weren't connected but reconnect on a real deep um, real deep level and you've given me the opportunity to do something that i've only dreamed of doing my entire life so thank you so much um, for for your nomination. Thank you so much for your your words that you spoke to the universe that helped me get here T-Mobile. Thank you so much for for giving me a chance at this job. Thank you for sending me here Thank you for paying for for all of this. It's an amazing experience Y'all I really do work for one of the greatest companies in the world um, If you don't believe it Just get a job here and you'll see I've never felt more like myself than i have since i started working here so super grateful thank you t mobile again thank you all for tuning in and listening i appreciate y'all um i don't know if i'm gonna put an episode up next weekend um next weekend i'm going to um spring training with the uh, not spring training but opening day for the rockies the dodgers are going to be in denver for opening day um so i'm going to be there um, tickets are crazy expensive, but um, definitely looking forward to going. So, anyhow, thank you all so much for listening. I love you all so, so much. Merci beaucoup. Akeke. Dankeschön. Aho. Mahalo. Thank you so much. Take care. Stay safe. And we'll talk next week.